Thursday, June 28th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill, and joining me in studio today for Million Dollar Portfolio, Charlie Travers, from Motley Fool Special Ops, Mike Olson, and from Motley Fool Inside Value, Uncle Joe Mager. Gentlemen, happy Thursday. Hey, Chris. Hello. Hello. Only one thing, only one topic on the docket for today, and that is health care. The Supreme Court upheld the health care reform law in a 5-4 to four decision. Uh, healthcare in, or health insurance companies uh, like United Health, WellPoint, and Aetna, they all fell sharply right when the decision was announced, Charlie. Uh, hospital stocks, on the other hand, up big. What do you think? I'm actually surprised that it came down like this, and I think along with everyone else that Chief Roberts, a uh, conservative appointee, was the deciding vote on what is generally regarded as uh, President Obama's crowning moment from his first term. Yeah, uh, And I, I think one of the more interesting parts of this was that it was not upheld quite in its entirety. Uh, the one restriction was that uh, about Congress and the Medicaid system, uh, what Chief Roberts wrote in his opinion was that Congress can offer money to states to expand Medicaid, but they can't uh, remove their existing funding and and penalize them if they choose not to participate in Medicaid expansion, which is a a pretty big distinction. Right. I think I think that's the most critical uh, factor when it if you're to consider the spirit of the law, what Congress was attempting to accomplish. The idea here was that you were going to expand coverage to all those people who were not currently insured. And the hope was that that would, of course, mute cost inflation because they would engage in preventative care. Right now, states do not have to insure those people who are you know, below 133% of the poverty line. And they may not, which has introduced a great deal of uncertainty as to whether or not you will have cost inflation without an according increase in the number of insured. For insurers, it's kind of a checkered win. They got the individual mandate. They didn't. They didn't necessarily get the expansion of Medicaid. They might still. Joe, what do you think? Well, I think it's a nice reminder that forecasting is really difficult. <laughs> uh, everyone had assumed that it was a shoe in for the longest time. That this was going to be held up. That the law. That there would effectively be no real meaningful challenge. And then. During oral arguments, it became clear that it was going to be hotly contested. Yep. And then on in-trade, then you can gamble on anything these days. Yep. And on in-trade, there was a bet with a 75% likelihood, and this was as of yesterday, that the individual mandate component would get struck down. And the opposite happened today. So just a reminder that, you know, even when you think you, – when you're leaning on something as soft as oral arguments – and you're just trying to project something like this, and you have no unique insights, it's probably not a good bet to be making. Let's look at some of the industries that were affected, at least in the short term. Uh, Charlie, I mentioned uh, the hospital stocks um, up pretty big. Some of the insurance companies uh, getting whacked pretty hard. Uh, Medical device companies, which is something we had talked about, um, I think a week or two ago, uh, just the whole notion that they're facing attacks. They really, the medical device companies really weren't whacked that hard today. Is that because they were sort of like, it was essentially priced in that like, or was it more a, a view that, hey, these medical device companies, yes, they're going to have to pay higher taxes in the future, but they're just going to pass that along to their customers. I, I think that's fair, Chris. And uh, nothing really changed with the medical device companies. The excise uh, tax that was, it's 2% and change uh, that they all have to pay out of their top line has been known for a while. And there were no real surprises to that after today announcement. Uh, so that's why I don't, I don't think those stocks moved at all. Uh, Joe, you and I were, were 
watching things unfold pretty closely. And one of the things we were watching was Twitter. Um, my favorite tweet of the morning was from uh, Kevin Depew, who works over at Bloomberg. Uh, he wrote, breaking, traders unable to make snap judgment on complex legal ruling. <laughs> um, we know that uh, in aggregate, the stock market really doesn't deal with nuance very well. Do you th- no. <laughs> uh, do you think that um, some of the things we've seen so far this morning, and we're and we're taping this, it's just after twelve noon on the East Coast. Do you think some of the things we've seen in the stock market today, the sell-offs or the run-ups, are overreactions? Yeah, and, and again, just a good reminder that you shouldn't try and trade on quick news like that. Like I watched United Health's uh, stock price in the minutes leading up to it and after, and it was just like a mini roller coaster going up and down. Uh, initially. CNN's headline came out falsely saying that the individual mandate had been struck down. And people were like, yeah, and then, no, wait, no good, bad, no. And it just kept going up and down. And, you know, it's kind of settled down a few percentage points, I think. But just a moral of the story, you shouldn't be focusing on such a short-term perspective. You need to be thinking more than two minutes out. Mike, what do you think? Overreactions that you've seen this morning or or underreactions? Are, there, well, are, are, you, are, are you surprised by stocks that haven't moved? Yeah. So I think the, the big headline here or the story is the extent to which this is nuanced. Um, you can see one of two outcomes for the insurers. The insurers have been absolutely killed on this. And the idea is that they will, of course, have adverse selection, that meaning that they will have higher costs and they won't be able to pass the price increases on. Now, there is an argument which goes that they might you, – you look at states which have had individual mandates and basically there's been enormous cost inflation. And by not mandating that uh, states expand the Medicaid rolls, you've in effect done the same thing right here. You might see huge cost inflation. Um, or – for that matter, they might actually get squeezed because any price increase is it has to be receive regulatory approval. Same thing goes for hospitals, where the uncertainty surrounding their costs has been incrementally reduced. However, if you don't have that expansion of Medicaid, it's not an unequivocal win for them. Charlie, I, I'm going to follow on Mike's comment here. I'm a little wary about the large insurance companies at this point. Uh, they are not going to be able to exclude people from coverage because of their medical history, which uh, re- reduces their ability to control their costs at a time when they are not allowed to raise their premiums to price that risk accordingly. Uh, the end result could be a decline in their profitability, and I think that's why some of those companies are selling off today. I think you have to watch those companies closely going forward. Right. But you might see price increases because if everybody raises prices, <laughs> I mean – Well, and that's where the, uh, the ability of the regulators to control the premium increases every year uh, comes into play. Exactly. And they may not be allowed to. Mm-hmm. In terms of looking farther down the road, because again, obviously we've seen what's happened in, in just the, the short time that this decision has been announced. Uh, what are you watching, uh, whether it's an industry or a specific company? Um, where are you looking when it comes to companies and industries that are affected by this law? Uh, what's one or two that you're watching further down the line? Uh, really hidden down below all these other issues is something that I think is very important and will come to light over the next few years is the ability to make biosimilars, which are generic versions of biotech drugs. These are the kind of expensive drugs that cost tens of thousands of dollars a year. They make companies like Amgen, Biogen, Genentech, 
big mega drug companies. Um, there's never been a regulatory pathway for the FDA to even approve generic versions of these drugs. Uh, the winners that could really capitalize upon this would be Novartis, which has the second largest generic drug company in the world with its subsidiary Sandoz, and a smaller biotech company called Momenta, which has excellent technology to replicate these complicated products. So I think that's a theme to watch. And as we talked earlier in the week, Momenta's on sale. It's on sale. <laughs> <laughs> Shares taking a 20% whack earlier in the week. No. Uh, Mike Olson, what about you? Well, there are two things I'm going to be watching. The first is I would expect, I mean, and this is, again, one of those predictions that goes absolutely nowhere and, in fact, probably makes you look more stupid, but I'll say it. Um, Go on. Which is that I think there's going to be, once people kind of wrap their heads around what has happened here, I think there's going to be real upheaval in Congress. I think Democrats are going to be angry. That the people who they most intended to expand care to may or may not get care. And I think Republicans are going to be very angry that the, this, this whole legislation was sold over the idea that it was kind of a market-based system. And now the insurers might, in fact, be getting squeezed on both ends. Um, that, as corollary, I think if we're looking at the, the ability of companies to function well within this environment, we want to be following which companies are going to accept the Medicaid funding from the federal government because that is sort of contingent upon uh, companies having predictability in their earnings. Joe? Yeah, it's just a reminder that not every company is exposed to this and or these changes in the same way. You know, a lot of big companies, healthcare companies that you know and love, Johnson & Johnson, for example, gets most of its revenue from outside the U.S. Another large block of its revenue comes from the consumer side that isn't really affected in the same way as we're talking about, say, United Health, So you do have a lot of options investing in healthcare where you can kind of be protected and shielded from concerns if you have them here without, you know, taking all that on. I like that Joe mentions the drug companies here because they were actually big proponents of this law in the first place. Uh, they do have to pay higher fees and some uh, rebates to Medicare and Medicaid funding, but they are very excited about tens of millions of more people getting medical coverage. Uh, so all in all, they're very happy about this. Another one that I think you, you have to like, regardless of what happens in this, uh, is Becton Dickinson. They get a substantial portion of the revenue from outside the states, and they basically have a razor blade business model for, I think, about half of their operating profits. It's just like scalp. And or, or needles. Or needles, which, I mean, you're going to use. Yeah, there's no substitute for that. Nope. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Charlie Travers, Mike Olson, Joe Mager. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's it for this edition of Market Foolery. It is a short week for us next week. It's Independence Day. The market is closed. So America! Just a, just a heads up on that. <laughs> Our producer is Matt Greer. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on Monday.